Welcome to the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. A Southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. With me always is Jason. What's going on today? I am doing wonderful on today, Brian. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I almost gave up on guitar playing because I had the, I had the, I had the Gretsch, you know, the big, you know, semi hollow body. And it was just like, so like, I'm like looking way over to, to, you know, play chords. And I'm like, I don't want to give up. And I, I, I don't know how, why I didn't think about it before, but I was reading about, I think, well, I originally, I heard like Dave Mustaine mentioned like, playing a, a flying v you know you can rest it and be like it fits perfectly on your legs so i went and i got jackson king v and jackson. It, it does that is yeah looking. It, you can't really see it too much but it does it just perfect and you know yeah it feels good in your yeah. hands it sits in your lap nice and well right yeah so, so you're back at the guitar practice again yeah and i don't I don't know if I think I'm just trying to do like self-taught, you know, and our guest, go to YouTube, go to YouTube. Our guest will mention about (laughs) how difficult it can be to find like a, well, she didn't really, well, now we're giving away somewhat (laughs) she, but uh, she'll mention um, finding an instructor, guitar teacher that, that just you match with, you know, so. I think sometimes that could be, it could feel like too much like homework and it takes, you know, so. It's got to be fun. But like in the meantime, go to YouTube. Like I still YouTube how to play this song or what are some good practice drills to run and, just, you know, what's the minor major chord? What's the minor chord? You know, what's the blues major? What's the blues? Perfect. But the most important thing is no matter how much time you spend a day, spend time practicing fretting making the noises you know doing scales making chord shapes because you'll you'll improve every time you do it even if it's just five minutes yeah so uh we got to talk about something else <laughs> this is our big thumbs down to uh kernersville uh kernersville north carolina because jive mother mary played there recently and i think it was also to benefit like uh, like dog rescue or dog adoption or whatever but uh supposedly they got a complaint about uh being too loud and i and i i'm trying to like think like this like is an outdoor stage i think and they're doing I'm, a benefit I, show for an animal rescue or something and somebody came in and the, the, either called a complaint or told the police and the police came and shut them down and also ticketed them and yeah. like ticket to each individual band member right I'm, I, but i'm kind of getting the sense like this was more pressure from uh you know the kernersville city hall and you know the, so going, what do you, what do we think is going on out there are they anti like dog rescue or something bigger <laughs> well i did i don't have it in front of me but then the the vent the the gentleman who owns the venue or the person who owns the venue put out a statement too saying like they had gotten a lot of complaints from this one person mm-hmm. and then, then they that person moved and came back and 
he said like they did all the decibel testing and everything because like i'm assuming that's like outdoor you gotta yeah yeah the noise there's local, like yeah. besides curfew noise ordinances i'm assuming then it can only Probably be a maximum decibel level you yeah can do for now and apparently that level is like like ridiculously low and they even were below that and so yeah and so mason posted and said they got uh ticketed for that you know so i was uh saying i wish we could do like a gofundme to pay their to pay their well, uh pay their tickets and then a gofundme to get tesla play there because they play fucking loud yeah of course rock and roll <laughs> and that new tesla song the last couple tracks they've released i've been really good on tesla but going back to drive mother mary if you want to hear about that saga, help out. Either follow Mason Keck or Jive Mother Mary on the social medias. I think they post a lot of stuff on Facebook, Instagram. Check them out. And if they get a GoFundMe or they're requesting funds to help out. I know they're requesting fans to write letters to the city council. And all yeah, that. yeah, I'm, I'm seeing so that now. That information's yeah. available, too, just to, to see what's going on help them out. It's, it's really a shame if they're going to do a benefit for a good cause, like Animal Rescue, that they would get penalized when, for something that's probably out of their control. Right, yeah. So a lot of you know Mason, and so you go on his Facebook page, and uh, he just real quick he said, "Hey y'all, I'm asking anyone concerned again, reach out to the city of Kernersville. Please include town manager." Um, and that person's name is on here, so I won't say that on here. But uh, yeah, um, there's the part of me that was like, I like I, I said uh, I was trying to get Gleason to like do his those guys <laughs> thing. <laughs> Yeah, and I was hesitant of using our famous video clip of him yeah. or something that was yeah. law enforcement. Right, I right. don't want to come off as anti-law enforcement. I'm not. Yeah, no, for sure. Anyway, yeah. is very supportive and plenty of friends friends in law enforcement. But oh, for sure, yeah. It seems to be a, a pretty shady move for whatever yeah, but, reason. Whoever, like I said, whoever called in the cops. That's why I emphasize more. I think it's just whoever the, this person, they must be pretty important that they've got that, such an influence yeah. on City Hall. And then and the police are just doing what somebody told oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's no, there's I mean? no... There's, there's no who uh, wants to go break criticism on them at all. But yeah, who wants to go be the guys that break up a concert yeah, for right. animal rescue? You feel like a jerk, I'm sure. Right, yeah. So that's going on. Um, let's get into our guest because oh, yes, you know, we have talked about uh Andy Aildor being able to talk and talk, and we've yeah. we've we've talked about uh you know Richard Young, Greg Martin, we talked about JD Simo, and you know. The one other person that we've mentioned that's of the, you know, I've mentioned she earlier, but uh, Leilani Kilgore, same thing. Like when we talk to her, she's so natural, just rattling stuff off. It's so great. There are great. And now we have another person. That just carry on a conversation, right? That make our lives a lot easier. And this, this person is young. She's 21. So to, to be like, we have a lot of younger artists on who aren't as used to being on the, you know, these platforms that, that may struggle she does not have that issue mm -hmm. by any means and we can thank our friend seth miller um for sending some information over because he saw her and her band play around the boston area a couple weeks ago and and she's from ohio out of the cincinnati area so I, obviously i'm already geeked about it but we have aaron coburn who's this up-and-coming blues artist or rock artist blues influence rock artist and singer from the southwestern Ohio area, and she is fantastic. I, you know, usually we kind of like give you know a couple little tease highlights or whatever, but I mean they're just so much. They're just so much. <laughs> just, you're gonna have you just, to listen. You just have to listen, and you know, in our uh, you know, 
the ending of this episode is going to be a little bit different and uh that's very cool so uh there's nothing else to say but uh uh, kick back, relax, and listen to our conversation with Aaron Coburn. You're a model of flawless design. I can't help but feel butterflies every time you are by. You make me want to throw away my storyline and make a new one with you. I could be a new rescue, rescue. I know these feelings have been long overdue. We're here at the guest segment of the podcast. You guys know I always throw it over to Jason to tell you guys, the listeners, who our guest is today. And I always appreciate that. And Brian, it's another special occasion for me when we, my favorite episodes, when we get to talk to an artist from my home state of Ohio. So we just came across this great name, this up and coming rocker, blues player, guitarist, uh, through our buddy Seth from, you sing with the Americans. So with us tonight, we have, Aaron Coburn from Cincinnati, Ohio. How you doing, Aaron? Woohoo! Doing great. How are you? We're good. We're How's everything in man. Cincinnati? What was that? How's everything in uh, Middletown? Sorry. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cincinnati, Middletown. It's it's hot, man. It's it's hot here okay. <laughs> and humid. Brian, geography lesson. They call it Middletown because it's between Dayton and Cincinnati. Oh but okay. As we found out from before recording, for all the rest of you. Aaron grew up in Batavia, which is a proper Cincinnati suburb. Well, I grew up in Northern Kentucky actually, but then I moved to Batavia and I moved, I've moved a lot in the past a couple of years. So, but Batavia was one of the places. <laughs> well, right on, we will right claim on. Northern Kentucky one because the banks and all that and Newport, we still claim and our mm. airports in Northern Kentucky. So exactly. It's people, still Cincinnati. Yes. People are so like, just, there's a huge question mark. It's like, why is your airport in Kentucky, but it's called the Cincinnati airport. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> no one will know. Yes. Don't just don't ask that. Just, just accept yep. the, the Cincinnati airports in Kentucky and move about your business. Yes. <laughs> All right. So just, just to, to get uh, underway here, just two part question, like how, how did you get your start in music? And then how did that eventually lead to you like uh, uh, leading your own band? Yeah. So um, my mom got my dad a, an acoustic guitar for their wedding anniversary. This is before I was born. I think it was like two years old, I found that acoustic guitar and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is mine. Like, you know, I, all two-year-olds, they find something and then it's like suddenly theirs. <laughs> so um, that was, I guess, the introduction to like guitar. And my parents always had um, like live concerts on the TV. So like Joe Satriani, Prince, you know, like just so many incredible musicians always playing live on the TV. And so that always just, I was like, whoa, it was so cool. So when I was seven, um, my parents got me an acoustic guitar that was more like my size because <laughs> when I was two, that acoustic guitar was basically an upright bass. It was huge. There's videos of me playing in my diaper with this giant like acoustic guitar, just vertical, you know, it's, it was, it was interesting, uh, a little embarrassing. So I hope no one ever finds that video, but Wait a minute. Um, you just said there's videos of that. Are they in the public domain? No, we have to contact parents? Okay. no, that would be my parents. So I'm hope I'm hoping they uh, just don't release those. <laughs> just take my word for it. <laughs> um, they're a little cringy, but, uh, yeah. And then, so once I got an acoustic guitar that was more my size, it was like, I think it was, it was pink. 
and it had fairies on it. It was like, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Wait, what brand um, was that? Was a first act one? Uh, no, it was Luna. I think they make you a oh, Luna. Okay, yeah. but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it was a great, I still have it actually. Um, the strings have never been changed on it. I've had it since I was seven and I'm 21 now. So it's, they're a little gross. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't like rusted out and just snapped. Uh, they haven't snapped yet. Rusted, yes. Because <laughs> yes, my yes, dad yes. took it down to a hunting camp in West Virginia once, and all of the drunk men were playing the pink acoustic guitar. So there's some alcohol stains on it now, too. Drunk <laughs> <laughs> men sitting around a campfire playing a pink acoustic guitar. Exactly. It's an image. It's an image. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is there a video of that we can see? <laughs> no, no, there's not. I'm, I'm re- I was upset. I'm like, I let you borrow my guitar, and you didn't even give me some good content with it. Like, but... Um, I eventually, I did, I, I was taking lessons and, um, I was like the worst student ever. I was, I did not want to practice anything anyone gave me. All I wanted to do was make up my own songs on the guitar and just play around mm-hmm. with it and improvise, you know, I did not want to like, someone's like, all right, learn, learn this, you know, piece of music here, this tablature. I, nope. Nope. <laughs> I was stubborn. Um, but I, uh, I, I did a little recital, um, through the place I was taking lessons and uh, it was, I, I wrote like a blues song, I think it was called alligator blues. And I did it on the stage. And that night my parents took me to guitar center right after the recital to get my first electric guitar. And I'm like, Whoa, like acoustic. It's all right. But electric, right. holy crap. Like, Oh so my god! What gosh. did you pick? What did you get? I got, it was just like a little Fender Squire. It was like one of the $150 models, but like was for full size or like the junior, like it was full size. Oh, it nice. was full sized. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going big or going home. So I, I did it seven, seven. Uh, I think I was maybe, yeah, I think I was seven at that time actually. So I guess it was like a little under a year, but yeah, that that's what truly spoke to me. And so um, I went through a couple more guitar teachers and I f- eventually found someone who just spoke my language. Um, his name is John Riddell and he's like, he's pretty well known in like Cincinnati and um, he, he's like he runs like the he was running like the um the, like the what is that called blues in the schools the blues in the schools and i did that a little bit too but uh, when i first started taking lessons with him uh he started playing like you know like little improvs and i was like what is that what are you playing he's like it's the blues i'm like i've heard that before but how do you do that like you know like you just you just soloed out of your mind you didn't like write it down or anything it just came straight from your brain like right there and he was like, yeah. And so I was just totally blown away by that. I'm like, I want to know how to do that. So he taught me how to do it. And then eventually I got comfortable and he started taking me to some of his shows around town. And I was like, wow, you like, you do this? Like, this is full time. Like you do music. Like I, um, I don't know. Have you ever seen the big bang theory? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I love that show. Well, Amy Farrah Fowler was my favorite character and she was like a, a neurobiologist. Awesome. And I wanted to be a neurobiologist. I was like, I'm going to, as soon as I get out of school, I'm going to go do neurobiology. Well, plans changed. My guitar teacher inspired me and I'm like, whoa, uh, I think I'm going to do this instead. So I, um, yeah, I got my, started going to open jams and stuff that he recommended. And I met a bunch of people and eventually put my first band together when I was 12 i think or 11 and i got my first paying gig when i was 12. Really? So I think, wow yeah i think That's i made impressive. like i think i made like 80 bucks that night um and nice. split it between like three or four people <laughs> so it was it was awesome though i mean like uh i was I was just blown away that i was you know doing something that i never thought i'd do so that's kind of how it started cool i gotta i gotta know about this first gig where did you play this first gig at 12. 
Ah, I don't remember the name. It was like a bar and grill in Kentucky, about like maybe 15 minutes from my house. Um, I think it was in like Burlington, Kentucky. Okay. I think, but I don't, I don't remember the name of it, but it was just like this, like, you know, pool bar. I don't even know if I was allowed to be in there. <laughs> so if you follow along the river farther out. No, that I did. I was playing there too. Um, that yeah. was just the open jam that I played there at Jane Saddlebag. Um, yeah. My house was right next to it. And that's where my guitar, that's how I met my guitar teacher because oh. um, they, he did those open jams there. And like the, we were friends with the owners at the time. Um, and they said like, oh, like you should uh, check out this guitar guy if you want lessons. And I'm like, oh yeah, we'll do it. And then just, yeah. <laughs> so that was a cool place too. Brian, what you need to know about Kentucky is they have very lax child labor laws. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, I never really got in trouble for playing in bars and stuff. Like Cincinnati, though, the moment I crossed and over to Cincinnati, there was this one this one time, I think I was like 13, I played this bar. Um, I won't mention names, but I played this bar. And it was my guitar teacher that invited me out. And the bartender, like, she just went off. She was like, you can't be in here. Like, you can't. Like, she, like, was ripping into my parents and, like, screaming at me. And, like, I had no idea what was going on because I thought that we had gotten, like, the okay. Like, we were good to go. So it was it was weird. I, I, I still played that night. But as soon as I got off stage, I had to go. <laughs> so it was a night gig, like, actual proper, like, people at night. and Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, boy. Full on like bar mode. I was like middle school, I think, too. <laughs> wow, man, yeah. your parents are cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say. I mean, I didn't see anything wrong with. Them. I mean, they might. I mean, I got to experience things that not a lot of like middle schoolers and high schoolers got to experience. Like, and I was still like, you know, I had people always watching out for me, and like, I was thankful yeah. for that. Like, it's not like they just dropped me off at a bar and said, "All right, go play guitar." <laughs> But, you know, they, they had all this great music going around. You said Satriani and Prince and stuff that mm -hmm. Brian and I appreciate. It, it's cool. And then mm -hmm. you kind of got into it. And they you showed interest in guitar at a young age. They they nurtured all that. They took you to gigs when you're a preteen and te teen. And I mean, that is, that's pretty awesome. I mean, they're very supportive of, of your career. Yes. And they still are. They are in, incredible. Yeah, I'm very thankful for my parents. So it, it, even that early on, did you decide from then, like there's no, uh, the whatever biology you were talking about earlier, like from that point, like that, that young of an age, you went, I'm doing this, or did that come little by little after that or right then or? Well, like I, I started to slip away from neurobiology. I mean, like when I was in high school, cause like high school, like they're like the whole agenda is like, all right, you got to know what you want to do. Like before you graduate, like you got to know. So I'm like, and you know, musician was not a valid answer to like most of my teachers. So <laughs> I was still like, part of me was like, all right, you know what? Your music maybe... teachers over there crying in the, on the yeah, side. Right? And the like music, you can't do that. <laughs> exactly. And like, like even, um, like, I don't even, I don't even remember where I was going with that, but yeah, they just, it wasn't like the normal to like, I want to be a musician, you know, like they was like, oh yeah, you do. So I was like, part of me was, all right, well, maybe I, I will um, pursue, pursue neurobiology and I'll just keep on that plan while I do music as like a hobby, you know, but eventually, yeah, it started to take over and I was doing like in high school, I was doing a lot of shows, like every weekend I was doing shows and some of them like, um, I remember I played uh, I played wood, wood songs on PBS 
And uh, oh, I remember, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had to drive down there and, um, and I had to leave on like a, like a Thursday. So I had to get like a form. I was getting those forms from school, like to leave school early a mm-hmm. lot. And like, I wasn't yeah. a slacker either. Like I, I did my homework the moment, the second it touched my desk. Like I, I have, like, I just had to do it right there. You know, um, I love organization and getting things done and like lists mm-hmm. and stuff. So I was a great student, but I was, you know, leaving school a lot in high school to go play shows in other places. So um, uh, eventually I went to online school. So I took my school on the road with me and I actually, I did, um, I did like part of my first year of college while I was finishing my uh, junior and senior year of mm-hmm. high school. So it was, it was a lot while I was on the road, but uh, it was 1000% worth it. Cause like, that, that's what pushed the music. I think what like straight from like no more neurobiology, hundred percent music because that online school was super supportive of what I was doing. And, um, you know, I had flexibility and they had an audio engineering course too, which my, my high school from before didn't have that. So I was like, this is so cool. So there was uh, a lot, lots of new worlds to be unlocked with that. Where were you going to high school before? I went to Ryle high school in union, Kentucky. Oh, Union. Okay. I was like, Ryle, that doesn't sound like a, you know, Ohio school I'm familiar with. Nope. It's, it's in Kentucky. I, I spent most of my like schooling life uh, in Kentucky. Well, you'll be happy to know. So speaking of neurobiology, my son is studying neurosciences oh, cool. at the Ohio State University. So, Whoa, you know, that... if you ever want to get back into that stuff, I mean, <laughs> I can hook you up. You know, I, I was thinking like, maybe when I'm like, 40 or 50 and like have like even more of like tracks out and everything like maybe i'll go back i might go back to school because it's there's there's always new new things to learn so well, you could study <laughs> music's impact on the brain and how the brain's yeah. wired for music right there you yeah, go that's the thing too it's like in a way i'm not doing neurobiology because i'm not like on like the biological level i mean sometimes you can feel music in your cells right but like <laughs> i'm like still doing something that like affects and impacts people's brains and like you know like music marketing i've taken a couple marketing courses here and there and it's like they go in depth with psychology and like Mm -hmm. how like our brains like you know see everything and 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 process everything with music and the way it's marketed so kind of feel like i'm still in the neuroscience part of it (laughs) you mentioning that music marketing was that like to start to learn about the business aspect of music along with it yes Yes. Uh, my dad, he has his law degree and um, practices like, I think, I don't know what law it is, honestly, but something. But anyway, he's been teaching me how to read contracts. So I know the law side nice. and I wanted to get like a more balanced understanding of, you know, how the industry works. Cause I don't, I, I've heard like horror stories from some of my friends about like, you know, mm-hmm. contracts or even like just the marketing side of things. Um, but yeah, I've, I've taken a, a couple courses that are just like, you know, through, um, just independent people um, yeah. on online and it's been really beneficial. Learned a lot. Well, it, it's good too, that you have your dad there who is a lawyer and can help with that. Cause that yeah. is very, very important. Like you said, I had one of my friends was in Hawthorne Heights and they ended up suing their record label after a couple albums. And it was pretty ridiculous. Just all oh. the stuff that some people have to go through. Yeah, it's insane. And it's well, it's crazy. Some of my friends are um, entertainment attorneys. Like, at, like my dad's not an entertainment an entertainment attorney, but like, they they read those contracts all the time. And like, yeah. it's crazy. Like, what they're sneaking in there now. Like, they there were some things where it's like, you know, the artist has to pay for like things that the artist never had to pay for back in the day, and it's outrageous. Like, it's crazy. 
back in like the the heyday of like music videos and things, I remember reading a lot, Brian, like the stuff that we grew up on, like the Motley Crues and Skid Rose. These guys would go in debt to the record companies for like the recording and the albums, all the music videos and the touring stuff. And until they sold enough records or whatever, they were like, these guys would sell millions of albums and still not see a dime. I thought that was insane. Yeah, that's how it's like always been. It's ridiculous. But now if you could sell a million albums, it's like record breaking at this point, though. Yeah. Well, the cool thing, so I just recently took a, a course on TikTok, like I'm not on TikTok, but it's like for TikTok. And um, <laughs> you didn't go to the school of TikTok. Yeah, the school of TikTok. <laughs> TikTok I mean, kind of, but it, it was eye opening because like the, the exciting thing about TikTok, I know a lot of people are against it and like it's like kind of daunting. It's this like scary thing. But like and I was like that before I took this course, I was like, oh, I don't need to do TikTok. That's gross. Like it's just people don't appreciate music and blah, blah, blah like this. And I was just kind of grumpy. But then I took the course. I'm like, holy like shiitake mushrooms. This is insane. Like the doors it opens without having to spend money as an artist or have a label, like the algorithms in there reach so many different kinds of people. And like once TikTok figures out like, okay, like this person is like a rock artist or like they post hip hop or something, they, they take that and push it out to the people that like that. And it's just wild because I released, um, I posted a video like it was an eight second video and I thought it was going to flop. I was just like, oh, this is like super dumb. Like I'm just like running up to the camera and I go, if someone sent this to you, then they want you to know that. And then my song plays, it goes, you're a model of flawless design. And that's it. It stops. And then like, that's the video. And so that went viral. I had no idea, but that, yeah. that video took me like eight seconds to make, you know, eight second video, eight seconds. It's it. And it just blew up and the song wasn't released yet. I was just literally like a rough verse, like a rough demo that I posted. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'll just, you know, post some of my original music. And everyone's asking like tons of comments. Like, what is this song? Who is this? Where is this? Where can I find it? I want to add it to my playlist. And I'm like, Oh crap. I don't have the song done. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I don't, you probably can't see, but I have a, a console right here. And I actually, I, I do, uh, I got my uh, certification in Pro Tools. So I do mixing and mastering for my own songs and also sometimes other people. But uh, I got that song like written, recorded, mixed and mastered in two days and then pushed it out to the platforms. I think uh, it came out in like three and it's viral. I think it, it has almost a hundred thousand listens and I'm blown away. It's wow. been maybe two months, I think, or two and a half, but it's yeah. It, and I have no money, no money behind it. No marketing. Like it was literally just from that, like one TikTok video alone. And like, I posted a couple more, but it started a trend. People started posting videos to that video and it was yeah crazy. I, I never That's thought that thing, would happen. Right? Yeah. When they, and, what is that called? A stitch or something when they do yes, it, like, stitches yeah. and like uh, duets and stuff like yeah. it blew my mind because like I didn't think that would like like that's the biggest compliment because I thought like when I like I said before the TikTok marketplace, I thought or not market, before the TikTok marketing class, I thought that I had to post like covers or like me playing like covers on guitar and that that would do great. But having a song of my own blow up on TikTok was like such a huge like soul like like filler because <laughs> I, like, I didn't know people liked the original music on there so that was uh awesome but yeah sorry i didn't mean to do a whole tiktok rant, no, no, but that's, that's like we, we, blew my at, head at off. the end at the end when we're promoting you say where do we find yourself and i always ask are you on the tiktoks brian i don't have to ask, answer that question <laughs> yeah <anymore. laughs> sure well, am. You're, but you're, but you're, and i know you got a question brian but your generation too aaron like that's TikTok generation. What you're 21, I've got a 17 yes. year old daughter and a soon to be 20 year, 20 year old son. They, they're into that stuff. That's kind yeah. of their, you know, their media. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Yeah. I mean, we see, I'm seeing a lot more like eight, all kinds of ages, like in all kinds of different kinds of people on TikTok. You know, the, the more it, it, it's just growing, the more uh, different like people are on there. I think it's, it's I'd like cool. some like the guitar stuff like quick little how to play this or that or just yeah. something interesting fact and then like the home fixings and the home you know the home um I forget what they call like the hacks right yes the quick little hacks yes well that's what people um my one of my one of my uh, friends that was in the in the boot camp with me they're they're saying like you know um it's really interesting. Most people like, you know how like YouTube, you go to YouTube, you want to learn how to do something like, Oh, I want to learn yeah. how to like renovate a house. Okay. Go to YouTube, look up how to renovate a house. And then like tons of options. Well, a lot of people aren't doing that anymore. They're going to TikTok because they can find the same information in a lot shorter format. Mm -hmm. And TikTok just had this thing. Now you can release 10 minute videos. So they're kind of, wow. I think they're aiming to put YouTube out of business. So they're, oh. uh, yeah, they're covering a lot of grounds versus like, you know, versus their competitors. So you mentioned the marketing class first, and now you mentioned the getting certified in Pro Tools and you're mixing and mastering. Um, and you're like really doing a DIY thing. And is that something that just kind of came about or you thought out beforehand? Because even, you know, someone we talked to recently was Tyler Bryant, Tyler Bryant in the Shakedown. And yeah. he's got all this recording equipment. And he talked about you know, nowadays where I think it's because there's not as much money from record sales. It's like you almost you're eventually going to save more money, like learning to do this stuff yourself instead of paying a producer or a studio. Is that was that a forethought in your part? Or is that just things that just kind of come along? Yes, 1000 percent. That was uh, a thought. And it like, uh, well, when when the pandemic hit, I had no idea what I was going to do. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm like most musicians, you know, like where are the shows, the shows are gone. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, that's when my drummer and I went up to Cleveland because I've, I've always been interested in like the recording aspect of things, but, um, like I never, I didn't know how to like unlock the whole, cause there's so much information out there and it's not like laid out in the most organized way. So it's a little overwhelming when it comes to learning how to mix and master and do all that stuff yourself. So I was like, well, is there like a school I can go to? That's not that long. So I don't like, you know, sacrifice my touring schedule in case things do pick up again. So um, the place I recorded my third, third album, third album in, um, I think uh, I was like 16 or 17 when I recorded that. They actually had a school of audio engineering that was like four months. And so my drummer and I were like, all right, let's do it. So we packed up, we went to Cleveland for four months, lived together for four months and took the class. And yeah, it unlocked so many possibilities and we learned how to do so many different things because like, that's just, yeah. I mean, people say like studios are dying and they kind of are like they're, they're the big ones are kind of dying because most people, like you said, don't have those budgets and like musicians aren't making enough to cover like all those studio costs without going into debt. So it's, it's nice to have that in your home and you can just do it yourself. And also the great thing about it that like does, isn't like, like money-based is because you can like, you can do everything yourself. So you don't have to tell someone like, I want it like this. And then they don't get it exactly like that. You can just dial, you, you're like, I got the knobs. I want it like this. Perfect. That's how I want it. That's how I like it. So yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Another benefit is if you start a viral TikTok trend, you can go and finish the song right away. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very cheap. Well, with technology too, you do not, you no longer need to be in a full size room with, you know, with a control pan board and all that you can do it from a computer and a couple microphones or just mm -hmm. some, even some inputs from your yes. instrument right into the computer. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's a good tool to have. So at what point did you start to become more well-known? Um, one thing that we, Jason, and I talk about a lot on this podcast and part of doing it is because it seems like there's not a, you know, obviously without the big record industry, there's not a huge promotional machine. And so we're trying to kind of hopefully do that, you know, or help out with that, you know, and I find often I got to look real deep to find this great music. Why isn't this being heard? But I've been hearing about you and your music for a couple of years. So was there at a point all of a sudden you just kind of like, you kind of break through and you're, you know, a lot more people know about you and your music. At what point did it take to get to this other level that you're at now? Yeah. Um, so I've been doing Facebook live streams for like, even before the pandemic, like every single week. And now, now I do it like every other week, but um, just because of touring, but I've been doing those a lot. And with every Facebook live stream I did, I'd have more and more people because people would share it. So that's mm -hmm. how I started building like a steady fan base, uh, especially when I was younger. And then uh, my drummer and I did, I think it was two years ago, we did something for Make Music Cincinnati, like the Make Music Day where everyone goes outside and like does music and stuff. So we went out and played um, outside at this like big pavilion thing. And uh, that video, I went live because there, there was like hardly any people there. There were like maybe two people that would walk by and they'd like look for a couple seconds and then they continue to walk. So like, you know, I'm like, well, maybe we should do this to an audience. So I went live on Facebook and it got 4 million views. Wow. I don't know how, I don't know why it just, it blew up. And I, I went from having like 10,000 Facebook followers to like 50,000 or like just a much bigger number. And so, you know, the talk, like people started talking more and more about, um, about that video. And then also they started digging into more and, you know, it's been a lot more interactive, but that was definitely, I think one of like the, the levels that I, I could see like definitely like when, you know, the, the fan base started to break new, new, new numbers. So, and then the, the of course the TikTok video, um, when I went from like 2000 followers to like 18, thousand um just from that one viral video so definitely the the videos are what what i see break numbers on fan bases and you know like i i had someone say like um like like i've, I've been doing it the old school way like i've been going to play shows and getting new fans from that which there's nothing wrong with that that's awesome but there's sometimes it doesn't make sense financially so like when like versus playing a show where there may be like 10 people at that might follow you but might not or might be too drunk to remember you versus TikTok, where there's tons of people that are looking for you looking for that new music looking for that artist so you know i love playing live shows but there are some times where it's like i gotta find a balance between that because that's what's been bringing in like new people i can meet and you know new fans and stuff so both ways yeah i mean it sounds like those social media and all those platforms are really a key thing to growing to growing a fan base, you, like Brian said, there's no real radio or support of new uh, new music. Even satellite radio is not mm -hmm. really great at that. There's no MTV. Have you ever seen MTV? Have you ever watched MTV? Uh, that Do you was know what like, MTV is? I've seen some clips. I've never watched like a full thing, but I've <laughs> so, seen some clips. <laughs> just so you know, it's not always it's not always Rob Drydex, whatever that show he does. It's just like yeah. jackass. They used to actually 24 hours a day used to play music on it. I love that. 
That's awesome. They need that again, like somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. But... I always say like MTV's dead because again, I've got two kids, you know, 17, 19. I don't think I'm pretty sure they've never seen MTV in their lives. It's just like yeah. a dead brand. It's pretty sad. Yeah. I, they, they used to sell like MTV shirts on like Hot Topic. I think I have one, but like, like I said, I've never seen a full episode. So it's more like just for like the vintage aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. It used to be, you know, radio, then it became yeah. MTV and then it became probably YouTube, Brian, maybe sort yeah, of probably. reducing the need for MTV. Like now you can go watch any video you want. Now it's yeah. TikTok. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, social media, like, I don't think we'll ever go back to like TV and stuff because there's so much like no. choice. And that's what people like is like, they have power. People have power. Now mm -hmm. they can be like, I want to watch this right now. And everything's instant. So like, it's like really hard. Like if we were to go back and be like taking things away from people that it would like, be like devolving, right? <laughs> exactly. Sure, like, exactly. Mm -hmm. ages. <laughs> yes. I mean, think about it though. It's like, even middle-aged people like myself like if you say would you rather have tv or internet we're gonna say internet because with the internet you can read watch mm -hmm. do whatever you want to do it's way more powerful than this like you know just your basic cable exactly yeah it's fantastic but same time you ha also have a lot of competition that that because anybody can get on that and any, anybody can start a podcast too right brian right right <laughs> <laughs> right no limits you can dream it. You can do it. <laughs> yep. So, Aaron, who who would you say are your your bigger influences, guitar players? Guitar players. Oh, okay. Um. Oh gosh, there's a lot. Gary Clark Jr. is one of them. I love Gary Clark Jr. Good choice. I love that he has all different styles, and you know, he's just he's very versatile. Um. Who else do I like? There's so many of them. Oh, um, oh, BB King, of course, because he could say so much with like so little. And mm -hmm. I try to remember that because sometimes I get caught up in, you know, like watching other guitarists that I love that are like doing 10,000 notes in like one minute. And I'm like, that's awesome. But also I could listen to BB King and feel the same way. And he didn't do 10,000 notes. He did like three and they sounded right. just as full and even maybe even like, yeah, even more soulful than than those 10,000 notes. So um, yeah, he's definitely a big influence. Uh, let's see. Oh, have you heard? I love I love this person. Have you heard of Tim Henson from Polyphia? No, no. Oh my gosh, he's great. He's so cool. So there's this band called Polyphia. They're like a prog rock band. Um, okay. They are my favorite band, hands down. They're instrumental, but they are crazy. They've they've paved the way for like Tim Henson especially, but there's two guitar players in it, and they have paved the way for guitar playing, especially like on Instagram and social media. They've they've done like cross genres between like hip hop and like rock, but they put like hip hop ish kind of beats underneath these rock guitar. And you think, Oh, that might, I don't know about that. That sounds kind of like, you know, no, it's fantastic. They do it in so a way. P, that's P O L Y P H I A P O L I'm sorry. P O L Y P H I A. Yes. Polyphia. All right. I got them. The it's Googles crazy. brought them up. Yes. So Tim Henson um, is one of the guitarists. Scotty LePage is the other. Clay Gober is the bass player and Clay Ashleman is the drummer, but they are amazing. Like I've seen them live twice and they put on great shows, but the Tim Henson just, he's my favorite guitarist because he does things like no other guitarists. Like it's not like very traditional playing, which is my favorite. So yeah, like, he's, he's not playing. What is, what, do, what do you mean by not traditional? I guess um okay well like blues for example and like like older rock like do a lot of like bins and like you know we got like the guitar that. in your lap give us an example yeah <laughs> like bins you know like you know like a... 
you know, like things like that. Um, it's, I don't have like distortion on, it's just like a very clean tone, but, uh, he, he uses a clean tone and has, I don't even know how to describe it. His playing is just, I don't even know how to describe it. Honestly, it, it's just, it's not like that. He doesn't use a original. lot of bends. Yeah. It's original, but he, do, he doesn't use a lot of bends in his playing, which I'm like, well, how do you, how do you make Would that you interesting? Just slide up you know? like a... Or what? Yeah. Lots of slides yeah. and like, you know, I guess hammer-ons and like sweep picking and stuff, but mm -hmm. it's just, it's so cool. And the, 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 like the melodic ideas he comes up with, it's not just like uh, instrumental music where it's just a shred fest for like 20 minutes. There's no motifs. He comes up with like these things that the audience just sings back to them. Like I was at the concert and the bass player goes, I want to hear everyone sing this riff. And like, they just sang this kind of, kind huh. of complex riff. Like the audiences are strange because it's just an audience full of thousands of guitar players. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, it's amazing. That's not too unlike the blues a, a little bit, where you're the singing may imitate the like through vocalization of a riff, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I think guitar, and guitar in general is like that. Like the way he goes about it is different. But like, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the, that's why. Like that's my favorite way to solo is to like you know think about like all right well what am I saying while I'm like how would you sing this? it yeah how would I sing it exactly melody mm -hmm. behind it or at least that phrasing or like again I think you're, you're right a guitar can you can really vocalize with a guitar yes for sure so for sure polyphia is there anything yes. else that's kind of your really have inspired you or inspiring you now yeah um there's a lot of new guitar players that I like I I love a lot of the older guitar like Joe Satriani I'm actually yeah. Um, I saved up my, saved up my, my, my tour money and I'm actually going to, uh, his like guitar, uh, like workshop in Las Vegas in January. So <laughs> I'm really excited cause I'm going to get to meet him. And I think the first thing I'm going to say is I'm going to, I've been, I'm, I'm going to go up to him and say, my name is Aaron. I've been watching you since I was, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say bad words, but pooping in my diapers. Yes, you can. We don't, we're <laughs> okay. not going to lose these I'm going to say, I've been watching you want. since I was shitting in my pants and I'm, he's, he's probably going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> but seriously like yeah he's he's been a huge influence so um yeah i'm super excited to meet him but one of my other favorite guitarists is going to be there um like teaching and and uh kind of mentoring and his name is mateos asato he's a brazilian guitarist and he plays with the country artist tori kelly and i'm not one for country but oh my goodness it's super tasteful like her voice and his guitar but like he's really smooth like um I'm trying to think who i he reminds me of kind of like guthrie govin but the different kind of different like kind of different the touch wise but just super smooth like he's super smooth and super knowledgeable so yeah he's my uh other one that comes to mind you know aaron it's, it's kind of interesting right now what we're seeing um with rock music blues guitar one a lot of younger generation like your age and younger are really getting into playing guitar again actually playing instruments it's not all the digital or you know whatever but more more interesting to me is that there are a lot of females seem to really gravitate toward rock and blues guitar brian mm -hmm. and i've had on a, you know jacks holla who is an up-and-coming rocker out of nashville leilani kilgore you and yes. i chat a little bit about too yourself like I guess my question to you would be what is really driving young people not just young people but young females to really pick up and start playing you know this style of music which is really traditional in the kind of the female genre yeah hmm I'm not 
I'm not, I don't know if I can speak for all females, but as far as like my journey and seeing like some of my friends that are females picking up guitars and stuff, I think they just want to be like, like they like the music. So they're like, well, yeah. I can do this. I don't need to hire a guitar player. I can do this. Like, you know, I think they, they want to be able to speak like, the, you know, they see like some of like their favorite guitarists, you know, like that, that were like maybe like male, male guitarists, their favorite ones. Like, wow. Like, looks like they're saying so much with that and like you know women have you know they've we've been through a lot and you know still are so i think having this outlet of being able to talk and kind of express without people going oh she's just ranting or she's just like you know a woman who's you know like on her cycle she's just grumpy like she can just <laughs> <laughs> she can literally like pick up that guitar though and say something and people will listen and people will yeah. feel mm. what she's feeling so i think that's why a lot of women are gravitating gravitating towards you know like picking up the guitar, especially for rock and blues music, because that those genres are so raw and open yeah. with guitar, especially. And with my kids too, I, I see a lot of like just universal acceptance for things. So if you're a gamer, if you play sports, mm -hmm. like it's, I guess it's less looked upon for women or girls to do that kind of stuff. That's traditionally been male stuff too. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that really is, Hey, you don't have that social, maybe the social stigma anymore. Like it's cool to do it exactly yeah well it's kind of like we can do it so like why not do mm -hmm. it <laughs> if you want to do it then go for it you know like we're well, all humans <laughs> i love it and there's so you know there's so many good guitar like nita strauss right oh, i love nita played strauss. With alice cooper and now is playing with demi lovato yes it's just mm -hmm. it's a great time it's really interesting to see rock and blues now really kind of be open up to the female perspective yes yes and yeah i, I yeah so you mentioned nita strauss i love nita strauss and um I was Orianthi too Orianthi is really good but mm -hmm. uh I know when Nita like signed on to like the whole like Demi thing like I know people were so upset like a lot of her followers like she's a sellout and all of that and whatever but I'm like the fact that she's the amount of young women she's gonna reach with by yeah. like playing guitar yeah, with an artist that's Absolutely. huge you know like it's super inspiring and like Demi is going back to rock so it's like it's I think that's what we need <laughs> Yeah, one of my favorite guitar players, Nuno Betancourt, who from Extreme, he I think he's played with Demi or one of the pop stars for a lot. Of, like he's their guitar player, and I can't remember nice. who it is now. That's awesome. Yeah, a <laughs> lot of rock artists are doing that because, like, rock is starting to come back. It's everything is like cyclical, you know. Like, there's everything starts to like with fashion, for example. Like, I pulled something out of my closet the other day. Mom's like, I used to wear that back in my day. Why, why, yeah. why is that oh, yeah. coming out now? Like, <laughs> we're, it's with we're fashion. dealing with that in my house right now. <laughs> yep, I'm sure. With yes, yes, it, it's 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 uh yeah and. and like that and like also, you know, like different foods even, you know, food trends and, and music too, you know, like the rock music, you know, people were like, it's dead, but it's starting to come back. And even the way we mix things, like, you know, um, I listen to a lot of mixing podcasts and I watch lots of mixing videos for, you know, the engineering, the audio engineering side of things. I love it. I'm a nerd. I love that stuff. And even the way that we mix things, people are, you know, going back to how it was mixed in the old days. Like, tape emulators like are trending because people want it to sound like tape <laughs> which was way back in the day but yeah just like just like that rock music is uh they don't want definitely... all that compressed sound they want guitars yeah. in the front not yes. as much compression like mm, yeah. exactly exactly so you've spoken about uh, some of these other musicians and other genres we always like to ask our guests and specifically within this blues rock genre or blues or southern rockish kind of genre who else that's been around about the same amount of time as you 
your age or maybe a little older, maybe not even regulated to age, but in this specific genre, genre, is there someone that we may not have heard of that you think would knock our socks off? Like that has this kind of style. You've probably heard of her, um, but her name is Samantha Fish. Have you heard of Samantha Fish? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've reached out I'm, to her people a couple of times. Then I'm sure. Fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's, she's so busy. She's, uh, yeah. man, her touring schedule is amazing. But um, that's like, um, wait, is it, is it, let me think. Her new album is very poppy, though, by the way. The one she released earlier yeah, is very it's, poppy. It's like pop rock. And like the, the yeah. reason why I relate to her so much, she's super nice. I've met her before. She's sweetheart. But like the reason why I relate to her is like um, I like grew up in the blues and mm -hmm. I thought I would be playing blues for all my life. And, you know, as I got older, I didn't want to because like I love the blues and I love the feeling like blues is a feeling, not a chord progression, but a lot of the societies and the festivals and stuff think it's a chord progression. And I don't like writing 12 bar blues. I, I don't like it. Cause I feel like I'm like every, you know, writing any writing any time is like stealing, you know, but from there, I just feel like I'm actually copying other songs, having just a 12 bar pattern underneath of stuff. I get kind of bored. And so I, I think I can't speak for her, but she went from, you know, fairly traditional blues to like this rock pop image and she did it and she had some pushback from her fans but like eventually like they they came around and you know she bought she got even more fans you know that are like that like the rock genre so um i i think that kind of opened my mind up thinking like oh because like i was gonna release my first like rock song called the misfit because everything else was kind of like traditional-ish blues and I was gonna release that. And I was so afraid because I thought that if I if I released it, people would be like, she's not blues anymore, like run away, you know? <laughs> and after seeing her do that, like it just, it really inspired me. Cause I'm like, okay, you know, like the, the fans that can appreciate you as an artist and as a person and as your personality, you know, are still gonna stick around even if you decide to go in different ways or different genres and stuff and try different things out. So yeah, she's a, a big influence. And your original music is, it's more pop, alternative rock with elements of blues to it, as I've listened through kind of, and especially your your last couple song releases that you've Totally, done. totally, you know, yes. It's not just, but when you play out, like watching all your live videos, a lot of your stuff that you're doing live is a mix. You are doing some traditional blues music, and, you're, and then yes. you're mixing in your originals that have more of that rock pop edge. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, with the live shows, you know, we, we mix it up and try to do something for everyone because, you know, some of the people that are coming out are like, they followed me when I was doing my more traditional stuff. So I still want to, you know, give the give that experience to people live. That's very, very cool. With this podcast, it's kind of, it takes shape as it goes along. And, and I start to think about like the all things blues and Southern rock. Part of it is like, everything that kind of relates to it as well yeah you know like like we, we i mean sometimes we have like uh outside the ballpark episodes we call them where it's not even a, a blues artist or southern rock blues based artist but then you'll find out they're fans of it so that's part of it that's that it relates in that kind of way so it's you know we don't say like only 12 bar blues and southern rock it's all right. things so that all it's things is really kind of like rock podcast. it's it's Absolutely. cool to see it kind of like take on more of a meaning and 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 all the kind of things that that link to it in a way if that makes yes. any sense so well like i said the blues is not a chord progression it's a feeling and like mm -hmm. the blues gave birth to a lot of these genres so like mm -hmm. and and you know any any rock artist 
you know, usually any rock artist knows a lot of the blues greats and, you know, mm -hmm. like studied some of the blues because, you know, that's what, yeah, that's what, that's what gave birth to, to rock for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're getting to the important stuff now. So <laughs> on your lap. Yes. We got to hear about this guitar. A very interesting guitar. And when I've seen you play live in your pictures, you know, there's no head on it. It's nope. Head, I, headless. I, that's like something. Tell tell us about your guitar, how you end up getting it, the brand, like all the good details for us guitar nerds. Yes. Okay. Got you. Okay. So it is a Strandberg. Uh, a lot of people mistake it for like a Kiesel. And I'm like, nope, it's not that. It's a Strandberg. Uh, they are based in Sweden. And yep, they do indeed make headstock or no headstock guitars. Headless. Sorry. Headless. No headstock. What's uh, <laughs> the right term for that, actually? Uh, headless, I guess. Headless. But, All right, although everyone on TikTok, they, they have their jokes about, like, I've had many people, so no head, question mark. Oh, <laughs> they boy. think it's hilarious. I'm like, I've heard it a million yeah. times, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's great. And there, you know, there's perks, there's pluses and minuses when it comes to headstock, uh, no headstock. But uh, yeah, so uh the uh i first played these at nam so i went to nam okay. with bad cat i'm endorsed by Bad Cat. i have my little amp back there in the bad cat. what, what um, year did you go to nam i went the right the year right before everything shut down i don't remember oh, what so year that 19, was 19 nam right was Summer it 19? yeah i think yeah. so yep and, and, and that and, whole time frame pre-covid is like yeah. murky i don't even remember but it's uh in in in, in anaheim um i had a lot of caffeine today so <laughs> but yeah it's the one in An anaheim and i uh i went with bad cat as a demonstrator and i was walking around and i saw this booth and i i swear i walked past it like 20 times and my dad was with me to make sure that i didn't get lost or anything he he flew with me and uh and because uh, i didn't want to go by myself so because also i i can't rent a car out there because i'm not 25 no, you can't. Yet, you're so not, you're <laughs> like, not even old enough now to rent a car holy cow nope Nope. I'm like, all right, dad, you're coming with me. So, uh, we went together and he's like, how many times are we going to walk past this booth? Just go play it. And I'm like, okay, okay. I was a little, I was a little scared. Cause like they were, they were more like metal based, you know, like these yeah, guitars were sure. built for metal players. And yeah. that's like, everyone at the booth was just like, ah! you know, like the shredding. And I'm like, oh my God. All Ingve mom sings because it's Swedish or Swiss. Yes, or whatever it's <laughs> exactly. So I was a little, little scared. So eventually, uh, you know, I, I went up and I, I grabbed one off the wall. I plugged into a headphone amp and I put it on and I started playing. I'm like, wow, this is like sitting on a couch. Like, interesting. It's like really comfortable. And so mm -hmm. I put it back and then we, we had to go back like three or four more times that day. And so I'm like, wow, that's really nice. So the next day we get, we go to NAM. It's like the second day of NAM. And we had to go back to the booth like 20 more times. Like, good Lord, what's so great about these? First off, I didn't even know when I was playing it, it was fan frets. I, I, I guess I was in like, cause there's like a million things going on around yeah. you at ma'am. So I'm like not focusing on the details, but I'm playing this guitar, not even realizing it's fan frets and extended range. So didn't even know. I uh, never played a fan so, fret so instrument before. Ryan's a bass player. So explain mm -hmm. what that means to him. Yeah, so fan frets. I think they they did they they make bases. I think with fan frets too, but um, basically the frets are slanted. Uh, yeah. It helps with. I think it has like intonation. Don't quote me on that. I did this on a TikTok and everyone got like up in arms because I said the wrong thing. So, um, but I think it helps with like intonation. Mm -hmm. um, but also the um, I think you can fit like more frets. That's why it's well the angle range. too. Like when you're especially higher up the neck when you're curling your fingers is probably yeah. a little bit more of a natural like angle yes. for the threading. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it's fan and then also extended. So I have more fret options than my, you know, Stratocaster I used to play, which is really nice. But uh, the thing that I didn't notice, another thing I didn't notice while I was playing this for the first time was the back of it is like a trapezoid. So it's like a trapezoidal, like it's a trapezoidal neck. Oh, the neck. Yeah, the neck itself. So like, you know, you get C shape, you get D shapes. This is a trapezoid. (laughs) It's weird but like i didn't notice it it's it's super comfortable so it's like it's built specifically for like your hand you know anyone that plays this grabs it and goes wow like that's is that like really... a medium thickness neck a thinner neck i mean how would it's... you describe the neck i would describe it as a little thinner but not not yeah. like super thin but just a little a little thinner but mm-hmm. you know I, it's uh i've seen people with gigantic hands play it and people with tiny hands play it so it's it seems to be comfortable for most people because that like trapezoid puts your hand in like a position that's like just yeah. it fits. I'm gonna have to try that. I have small hands for being a it, dude. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I, my hands aren't the biggest, but it's it's great. And uh, it's called the Endure Neck, that little trapezoidal like thing. But yeah, I, I love it. I have I think I have five Strandbergs. Um, this is my favorite one. This is the newest one. It's the classic NX six in multi blue. <laughs> then... it, it looks so. The the body is a little bit like Stratocaster, although yeah. the top horn on the cut is a lot longer. The bottom yes. one's a little shorter, and there's like a more like the background of it is mm-hmm. less of it, and then it's a little bit like of a. I don't even know how to describe it. It's sort of like a modified Stratocaster body. Yeah, this one they were. This is like their Stratocaster like model. So um, yeah. I think that's what they were going for with this one. As big as the body either. It's a lot of cuts out of that. Yes, a lot of cuts. It's it's sleek. I mean, like I think it's more comfortable than like, you know, my strap. My strap kind of feels bulky now when I go back to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's got to be light then, right? Yeah. It's very light. Super light. Uh, that's another thing about these guitars is like it's the reason why, you know, like headless is it it makes it lighter, you know? Like yeah. you'd be surprised how much weight a headstock adds to an instrument. Well, like you don't get that mm-hmm. out of balance too, it, or some of it. Like yes. I've got an SG and that's head heavy and that always yes. needs to dip a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, these these sit right. Like, you know, I can and I move a lot on stage. Like I'm on the ground, I'm running, I'm jumping off you're the young, kick drum. I I oh gosh, no, because that's like twenty I don't want like fifteen pounds on my for like a three hour show too. Like having that on your shoulder. Ooh, no. That's the great like, that's the great thing about this is like it's just it's it's friendly to your body, which is nice. Because yeah. <laughs> I want to take care of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, which yeah. is the bridge? Is that a Floyd Rose or something else they've come up with? I believe it is a Floyd Rose. Yeah. Well, it looks like it from the yeah. zoom, but it, you know, I'm, it looks very similar. Okay. Yeah. The pickups are kind of nice. So you got three pickups in yep. the middle and in the, in the neck position, you've got the single coil and looks like you have a humbucker yep. in the yep. bridge. Yep. On this one. Yep. 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 And uh, the other one, I have the noiseless single coils on, um, on the fusion. And okay. Strandberg actually, those are Fishman pickups. So I have like on my other guitar, the those first. Those are very metal Fishman. Yes, yes, yeah. And the but the, the clean tones you get out of those are just, they're nice actually. Like, are they I crisp some... or are they like warm? Like what kind of clean tones you get? The ones that I get out of my um, Fusion, the other guitar, they're more warm. Um, and yeah. I actually asked them to put in like a push pull pot for me. So I have like more like tone options. So I only use that in the studio cause it's not like, I haven't really used it for a live show, but then again, this is my main guitar for live shows versus the fusion. But um, yeah, that's, they're amazing. But these, I believe, I believe these are the, the Strandberg pickups. They had, um, what's his name? The guy that designed Fen- Fender's noiseless single coil pickups. 
I can't remember his name, but mm. he designed Strandberg's own original pickups, and that's what's okay. in this guitar. Very nice. And then yeah. how many control knobs? Are there just the two? I can't really see. Yeah, so I've got a volume, and I've got a tone, and then I've got... And yeah, then my... five, is it a five-way switch? Uh, yes. Or three. <laughs> you it's count. five. <laughs> I'm like, let me is do it. Is it a telly I... setup or a strat setup? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I have to think about it. You know, you don't think about that when you're playing it. <laughs> no, I mean, usually in that configuration, like it's a strat setup, you got the five, right? It's so, five, yes. A, yes. Lot, a lot of good options. The one thing that's mm -hmm. interesting to me, though, is the whammy bar a little bit. It's like set yeah. between almost like the two control knobs. Did you ever bump mm -hmm. something by accident or? No. No, actually, it's it. I've never had that issue of you know bumping my volume or any or any of the knobs or anything while I'm on the whammy. So nope. I'm super intrigued by that. And of course, we have the locking nut there at the front. Just mm -hmm. you know, since you do have a headless guitar, yeah. that takes yes. some getting used to. Like, are you tuning? Where are you tuning it from? Where are the tuners? Uh, the tuning pegs like, are the down. At yeah. the bottom, yes, at the bottom of the guitar, those yeah. little like yeah. these little black knobs. Yeah. Yes, it's you know I thought that I, like I remember the first um the first time I was gonna change the strings on on the Strandberg I was like a little scared that I was gonna like break it or like mess it up and um it's so much easier than changing the strings and quicker than changing the strings on another guitar. I mean you have to have like the Allen wrenches for it in order to change right. the strings. Right. But like it's a lot better than like winding, 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 yeah. and like trying to like it's just it's. It's, so you're yeah. pulling through, locking in the place, locking yep. it down. Pull through. Pitch and, yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's I've, I've watched quicker. videos of Floyd Rose and stuff before. I don't have any of those. I got more like traditional guitars. See, I was looking like... at your collection. I like it. I like it. <laughs> nice. Um, but a orange uh, amp back there too. Yeah. A little, little mini orange amp. Yep. I actually have a little Fender practice. I have a big orange amp that I use with my oh, band. Nice. So I, I like, I like orange stuff. Oh yeah. So, orange makes some great stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, no, I've looked at videos on like how to do all that stuff. And it was like, mm -hmm. you know, I guess if you try it, it's okay. But it was it looked a little bit weird to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it takes, it takes a little bit to get used to. I mean, like anything that's like not non-traditional, it's, you know, has some learning curves. But I mean, it's made life a lot easier for touring and also studio. So can we talk about the Black Cat amp and how you got into those and yeah tell us absolutely. about it so my bad cat back there Your bad um, cat sorry yeah, I said bad cat. Cat. yeah i couldn't have... <laughs> yeah i um i god i don't even know i've been with them for a while um i think oh okay yes so i was on a tour to michigan and we stopped at this guitar shop because like before i found my the love of my life my strandberg um i was I would always ask my parents, like, when, or my mom, my mom, she's the one that drives the bus. My dad, my dad has to stay home and work, but my mom is the one that drives the bus. And so she, I, I'd always ask her, like, do we have at least like two hours to stop at this guitar store? So we did this one day and we stopped at this, uh, this store in, I don't remember, actually, I don't remember where in Michigan, but somewhere in Michigan. And um, they had this bad cat amp and they had Schecter guitars and and Schecter's, they, they had like the high-end Schecter's and I had never played like a high-end Schecter. And I'm like, whoa, like that's what I thought, you know, was the love of my life before I met a Strandberg. And then, um, you know, I found these. But anyway, I plugged that into the Bad Cat they had there. I never played through a Bad Cat. I'd heard about them before, but, you know, never tried one out. So I played it and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I was playing through an AC-15 um, and also an AC-30 for some of the bigger shows. And a box. Yeah, box AC fifteen, yeah. AC thirty. Yep, yeah. and uh, and so 
but when I play through that, I'm like, this just feels so much more like open. And the thing that I liked about them the most is they have like the K master switch. So it's, you know, you can, you can get that nice break up like bluesy tone on your amp and like really like crank it and then turn your volume down. Like I personally, I'm unlike a lot of guitarists, I like to have a low stage volume because I, I've, I, you know, I run live sound as well um, with my drummer for, mm-hmm. you know, other bands sometimes um, during the week sometimes. And uh, I hate it when a guitar player gets there and has their amp like on 11 oh on God. the stage. And like, you're, um, they're like, and they're like, I can't hear the bass player. I'm like, well, if you turned your amp down, you would be able to. And you're like, and they're like, well, you're not a guitar player. Player, you understand like oh. <laughs> i am a guitar player i understand you know but like that's what i like about bad cat is like you know i can get that nice breakup tone and have a low volume you know we run in ears on stage too so like we have our stage volume really low so it's great yeah. for the sound guys um it's so, great for the yeah. audience as well that too yes <laughs> <laughs> yes depending on the venue for sure i mean like yeah. even like i know like the arenas like we, we we played we played one arena before and then like a couple like just really big venues and the first arena that i played uh we were opening for david victor from boston the band boston mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh i think my stage volume was like the lowest it's ever been and it was like the biggest room i've ever played well, so they have yeah. sound like you run sound you know and like that you don't you know it's your, your amp isn't just by itself yeah exactly and that yeah and then that's but that's that's what drew me to bad cat because i'm like i can get this amazing tone and they have reverb you know like people are like oh try the dr zms but i like most of them don't have reverb and i like i like amp reverb so <laughs> i uh i gravitated towards these and i reached out to them like this is just incredible and so now i'm i've been representing them and I love it. I love it. They got a well, lot of great players. Strandberg. So you yep. got your guitar of your like they're bad cat amps here with DR strings. Yes. I have a tattoo of my Strandberg actually too on my stomach. <laughs> that's oh, how much ow. I love them. I'm very ow. devoted. <laughs> that's got that's gotta hurt right there. No, I'm I you know, a lot of people say they like tattoo pain. I'm one of those people. I I it it doesn't it doesn't really it's not like pain pain. It's just kinda like, oh like, you know this is cool it's productive you know <laughs> when you meet Lonnie, you're gonna have to compare tats with her hers, yes her, 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 hers are growing every time we talk to her brian she's got a yeah, new, she's one, got a new one, one yeah i love learning about people's tattoo collections so a thousand percent yes <laughs> so let's talk about uh the latest if we can the latest single uh sleeve it's done really well and i didn't i didn't think it would it's done better than any of my songs that have even been out for like since i was 13 you know even my first album songs this has surpassed it in a very smaller like much smaller amount of time so uh yeah that that one um i released and uh but i i I started like I have a video of me like making it so like I was like all right like we're gonna make a rock song today and uh I put down the bass and then I did my guitar and then I did like recorded some of the vocals and like the the whole process is on TikTok it's like maybe like a 15 second video but it shows you know how I wrote it and like actually I was writing it in that moment too so um it was uh it kind of was built on TikTok (laughs) yeah but uh, it's the first like love song I've really written. You know, I've I've written other songs that are kind of like love songs and kind of like, you know. But this one was more like flirtatious. Still, <laughs> it was new. It was a new territory. You were more the aggressor in this story. Than... Yeah, okay. exactly. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, I was fair going enough. for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Brian, Aaron has opened up for one of our favorite bands of all time blackberry smoke 
Yes. <laughs> can, you, can you tell us about that? Because we've had Charlie on. We are oh, huge wow. Blackberry Smoke fans. Like, yes. what was that experience like? Tell us all yeah. about it. So I was on right before them uh, at a festival called King Biscuit Blues Festival. And it's in Arcan Arkansas, I think. Yeah, Arkansas. And so I met them before the show. Um, and, you know, they were super, super nice. And, um, like, we didn't really get to talk too much, though. But, you know, I, I got to see their show. And they're just insane live. So, I mean, opening before, like, being on, like, right before them, you know, opening was uh, a cool experience, too. Yeah. And those guys are homegrown too. They they run that, you know, the old fashioned way tour, 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 build fans, yeah. be good to their fans, do a lot of their own stuff. So it's mm. it sort of set the tone for a lot of models that we're seeing with with people like you and Tyler Bryant yes. and stuff. But those guys, my opinion, are the best live band going right now. Yes. They're great. And their their bus was huge. <laughs> I was <laughs> well, I was like right next to the tour bus. I'm like, good lord, this thing is mad. It was the biggest tour bus like I've ever seen. Eight members or something now, because they you know yeah. they added another guitar player and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's great, you know. They, it's they, a big they sound. A keyboard, a couple, mm -hmm. three guitar players. Man, they are just. I've seen them. I don't know, ten, twelve times. I've never oh, seen wow. an off performance by them ever. Oh wow! Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, they they're a they're a class act for sure, for sure. And. Uh, somebody I really like a lot too, the Marcus King band. So you've, you've had a yes. chance to share the stage with Marcus King. Yes. Um, so I opened for Marcus uh, a couple times. One was in Indiana at this uh, venue called C2G. Yeah, C2G. Uh, I'm actually playing there again soon, but I'm headlining my own show, which is exciting. But uh, I opened I opened for him there. I think, I don't know if that was the first one or the other one, but uh, that was really cool. Like his whole band, super nice. His bass player is a beast, man. Oh my gosh. Um, everything, but, and then this was before he like really blew up. And then I opened for him at, in Michigan at this theater called Kalamazoo state theater. And mm -hmm. this place was so cool. And I, I was, I was a little bit younger and, um, it was just weird. Like, like I went into the dressing room and like, we all just like hung out for a couple minutes and then like, you know, like they actually watched some of our show, which was really nice, but like, they're all so humble and like young dudes too. Young, young yeah, guys. exactly. And Mark, like, I've never heard a voice like that before. <laughs> and like his phrasing on guitar, like I watched his, uh, jam in the van, I think it was, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. video. Um, I've watched that multiple times. It's so, so good. <laughs> He's, he's a crazy good guitar player. I've seen yes. the Marcus King band play. I've seen him play with As a Crow Flies with like Chris oh, Robinson and Oddly mm -hmm. Free. Just I, he's coming to Columbus uh, the seventeenth of oh, September, gosh. and I plan on going to see him. I may have to if I'm not if I'm here, I'm going. That's yeah, he's a beast. Uh, let me know. Yes, let me know. <laughs> absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you a podcast shirt. It'll be great. <laughs> I would love that. I want to represent. <laughs> Jason, is it that time of the show? Well, Aaron, you've made it this far. If if you would be so kind, would you like to do the lightning round with us? Just stupid questions. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. I love the attitude. This is what we get with <laughs> young, enthusiastic people on here. Let's do it. They're not beaten down by life and bitter. They, they'll go for it. <laughs> no, no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Give you a couple years. Yeah. Um, all right. What is your first record that you remember, CD that you remember getting? Oh, my gosh. I don't even, I don't remember. Cause I, 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 oh gosh, maybe it was like a Prince CD, I think probably, but I don't remember which one. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Cause it's been a while since I've well, used CDs. Physical media probably. Yes. Not, not, yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. 
So we have more established acts on here every once in a while. And that's, yeah, <laughs> we, we actually talk about records. Records, yes. I mean, I have vinyl now, but like I didn't have it back right. then. <laughs> right back then. Yep. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite place to play? Favorite place to play? I have a lot. I have a list of my favorites. What, uh, how about local? Just give us an Ohio or a Kentucky spot. Oh, okay. Locally, uh, favorite place to play is this place called the Southgate House Revival. Yeah, I love great. it. Oh, old yes, yeah. the old Been church. Many times. Um, Polyphia played that same stage that I played, and it was just like Seat the mojo in it. Coming. Ryan, Seapwater yeah. Band's playing there in September. Oh, nice. cool. <laughs> you know it's Seapwater awesome. Band? I think so. It's I maybe okay. I've seen it on their roster. I've been reading like I I check out like who's playing at Southgate House like a lot because it's so close and like it's one of my Super favorite cool. rooms. So you wouldn't think like a giant church would have like really good sound, but I I think the sound there is really cool. The atmosphere of it's cool too, just yes. because you know yes definitely definitely so that's definitely one of my favorite uh my favorite venues to play locally yeah absolutely did you ever play at burbanks at some of their blues nights like open mm -hmm. open mics or anything okay no no is that in downtown cincinnati burbanks is in not sharonville but um close to sharonville gary okay. burbanks barbecue restaurant really close to 75 275. interesting and this is the first time i've heard of it so i may have the Check it out. I wonder if it's still open. When we had Noah Hunt on, he'd done oh, yeah. blue stuff. Scotty Bratcher, some yep. of the other kind of Southern Ohio stalwart. Speaking of mm -hmm. Scotty Bratcher, you're going to play a show with our friend Scotty Bratcher in November yes. in Dayton. Yes, yes. I'm so pumped for that. I've I've, uh, I've opened for Scotty and Noah uh, at Big Ash Brewing um, in... I blue Ash? Blue Ash, yes, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Blue Ash, Blue Ash, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, and uh, yeah, they're they're awesome. But yeah, Scotty is insane. Like my my drummer is actually really insane. good friends with them too. But we always talk guitar, like in Instagram. Yeah. Like we're always like, all right, have you done this before? And blah blah blah, this and all that, and you know. And uh, I reached out he's to such him. Such a nice I was, guy. He's amazing. Oh, he's so nice. He's so nice. And I think he just had a. I think he just had a kid too. So uh, congratulations. Uh, his to him. wife's pregnant. I don't know if they if she's had the kid yet or not I think yeah I, I wasn't sure maybe they got a dog it's, i don't too i don't remember probably, well, they didn't get a dog. They didn't get a dog. <laughs> you know those are kids too <laughs> i saw scotty i've seen scotty a couple of times and i saw him play with the desert city ramblers oh yeah last fall in columbus and that was a that's a crazy band too man they got yes. some real good players in that one yes yes totally i, I can't seen wait to live, go to but... see you guys play i've yes. already hit up bratcher i'll i'm telling you i'm gonna take my friends from the dayton area my band members and maybe some other friends we're gonna come by and yes. check you guys playing out down there i can't wait heck yeah we're looking forward to it it'll be I a used good to show. live very close to that area really I'm yeah i've been to columbus nice columbus has like a lot of great great venues phone phone booth is a good venue though i've uh i've been there i think twice or maybe three times for the pine top perkins uh blues events and stuff so that was uh it was fun it was very cool no, that, that'll be a great show yes um, that wasn't yes. really the question i got on a tangent sorry <laughs> i love What's tangents <laughs> that happens we call it a yes. lightning round it's not the speed of the questions it's just random questions i think because lightning yes. means it's like fast but whatever and, and no well, lightning here. happens randomly you know <laughs> yes. yes there we brian we're going to use that as a lightning round it's because it happens randomly exactly you don't mm -hmm. know what's coming okay. Yep. <laughs> what is one venue that you want to play that you've never played before? Ooh. 
Oh, there's one. Um, oh, oh, okay, okay. There's there's like a ten thousand. I have a list, but one of the one that pops into mind that sounds really cool. There's a cave in Kentucky. I yeah. don't remember what it's called. I I can't remember the name. I I follow them on Instagram. I've taken screenshots. Yep. I have it written down somewhere. But there's Black a cave. Smokes played there before. Yes, I think that's where I saw it. Is like their post, and then I'm like, where is this? Like, what is this? This is amazing. It's an so, actual cave, Brian, is underground. Yeah, there's a yeah I remember cave. seeing that. Yes, that they played there. I want to play weird venues, like unexpected places, you know, like that. Yeah, like rooftops, you know, caves, like <laughs> just weird places would be cool. <laughs> well, we get Red Rocks a lot for that answer when we ask Yes, it. that's definitely, you know, that's on the list, of course. But uh, yeah, and oh, the one cave, of my favorite. Though, that's great. Yes, one of my favorite bands, um, they played uh, an arena. I, I really want to go to Europe because like I love, like America's great and like the fans here are awesome, but I've heard like, rock in in like europe mm -hmm. is on another mm -hmm. level like rock mm -hmm. is like yeah. hip-hop here like it's huge and so and they love american my, rockers yeah and one of my favorite bands um they're uh called nothing but thieves they played the o2 so like now i want to oh. play the o2 which is like just an enormous arena <laughs> but no. it's you're, cool you're probably on that trajectory to be honest with you because a lot of the, no. the artists that we talk to on here do those tours you know Except the real Jack's Hollow is getting ready to go to Europe this fall, wow. and the Cold Stairs have just come back, and uh, the Georgia Thunderbolts going out there, and all these these groups that we talked to. So I'm sure you're yes. pretty damn close to coming coming back. Well, maybe maybe this podcast is the luck that I need. This, to... this is the one. <laughs> Here we go. This, is, this is the one. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the magic, that, like genie lamp. <laughs> there you go. You never know who's listening. We do get a couple yes. of listens from overseas, though, Brian. Like yeah, UK we do. We do. Yeah. Stuff nice. too, and we look yep. at the downloads and stuff. And we do awesome. have occasionally uh, across the pond episodes with oh, you know, European that. artists on here. So. yes very cool i know that if uh when i share this link to the podcast my some of my fans uh i have a lot of fans in like myanmar and like in asia too i know you'll probably get some hits from there and then there's right. um one fan his name's kevin duff shout out to kevin duff he's in scotland i think i'm pretty sure it's scotland yeah so you, you'll get a, a hit from scotland for sure cool. <laughs> we'll take any fans we can yeah. get <laughs> now if you could play with one artist for one night living or dead who are you choosing Jimi Hendrix. There you go. You've got a lot of guitar players. Is there yes. a particular song you'd actually have to play on? Uh, any, literally any song. I I would be happy to just be on stage with him. So I mean, maybe one sing? of my original songs. Yeah, I would sing. Heck yeah, maybe okay. we'd do, do that. <laughs> oh, That'd there cool. we go. Yes. So you're a good guitar player and a singer. Did you take voice lessons, or or like did this just kind of come naturally to you? Yeah. Um, well, I did take voice lessons. Um, I, I, uh, took lessons from a, a woman named Kim Hale. She's in like a lot of gospel and stuff. Like she has yeah. just a very big, beautiful voice. And, um, yeah, she helped me kind of find my voice and get comfortable. Cause like, I know I would always like when, when I was younger and I was singing, I'd always sing from like the wrong places or like it would hurt after I sang. And, you know, like I always recommend like anyone that wants to like sing, like go to like a vocal coach or at least, at least like YouTube, you know, like mm -hmm. watch how to do it because um, placement is so important, especially if you're doing three hour shows or like two hour shows with no breaks. Like we do that in, you know, my voice, like now after vocal lessons, I don't get tired. Like my voice is not tired after, after that because of vocal lessons. So yeah, that was the best thing. One of the best things I did was take vocal lessons. Nice. Okay. 
I always wonder about that because I can't sing worth a lick and the people that oh. do sing, I'm always curious if it's a natural thing or yeah. lessons or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can sing. Just uh, keep trying. I, oh, <laughs> anybody can sing. It's just yeah. not good. Oh, <laughs> just takes time and, and, and practice. That's the, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm 47. So I've been practicing for a long time and I got something <laughs> better. Oh. So I think oh my goodness. Oh. My wife threatens to kill. I play in a band. She threatens to kill me if I ever sing on stage. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, maybe, maybe she could get up and sing. <laughs> she, she can sing and plays piano. My son plays piano. Oh, my daughter. Oh, musical family. Except I'm the shitty one. I have zero natural oh. ability. I played a lot of sports growing up, so I didn't study music. Always loved it. So I kind of got yeah. this later on in life. But even my daughter can figure out stuff on piano. She took oh. guitar lessons for a little bit when she was younger and got pretty good pretty fast and she wanted to know how to play the slide riff on twice as hard i taught her and you know, a little little tiny kid with the slide but oh me gosh. i just you know oh well i mean no i'm sure you're great because you've influenced your whole family i mean that's that's amazing yeah that's well, no i mean I, maybe they influenced me or or vice versa absolutely <laughs> <laughs> all right enough about me no. important cincinnati question for you here okay yes. this is super well, critical you better answer this i feel like i know what's coming maybe Skyline or Gold Star? I knew it. <laughs> no, nope. Neither. Neither. I. Oh, I can't stand it. I. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I get that question a lot. Like anytime people are like, "All right, I got one question from you." I'm like, I know exactly mm -hmm. what question is. Nope. Uh, yeah, I was born in Cincinnati. I can't stand Skyline. I can't stand Gold Star. Nothing like that. Nope. What about Geta? Do you like Geta? Do you, what, what regional Cincinnati food do you like? I do like Geta. Like, I try not to eat pork only because yeah. I grew up on a farm in Kentucky. And so I had, I had chickens, I had peacocks, I had guinea fowl, I had horses, I had goats, I had pigs and the pigs that we had, like, they're so smart and they're like, they're mm -hmm. smarter than dogs. They're cleaner than dogs. People think that they're like gross, but they're actually clean. They're very clean. And like their eyeballs look exactly like human eyes. So like after I had pet pigs, it was so hard to eat like, to eat pigs so i love get up but i think of my pigs whenever i eat it <laughs> how, did, how did you deal with the peacocks because those things are loud oh yeah we well we only had two that was funny they they wandered onto our property randomly no we had signs up no one claimed them no no we, we didn't know where they came from and uh they wandered on our property and they stayed it was a, a mating pair it was uh it was uh we named the female mela and the the male was maximilian and we called him max oh. for short so they were adorable and you know they 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 weren't that loud uh, oh, we, really? lived in, huh. we lived in the country so like okay well you know, sure. even you know neighbors wouldn't get mad about it but like i thought you know the, the calls were beautiful you know it was okay. so pretty and all that but sadly the uh the uh the female got like ripped to shreds by some raccoons so raccoons were like my mortal enemy because so you know i'd come home from school one day and half my flock of chickens would be like brutally murdered yeah. you know and i'd write a blues <laughs> song about it because i'm like god all my friends are dead you know i was like this Aww. weird middle schooler where like my only friends for like a pretty good amount of time were chickens <laughs> i'm not even kidding i was that weird chicken lady <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> well yep. Killer raccoon blues, huh? Killer Basically, raccoon. raccoons yes. are mean, man. They'll kill cats they and everything. They're really they're turds. They, they don't even eat it. Like they literally just they like rip it. them open and leave it. That's it. They don't eat it. They don't touch it. I'm like, oh, like you know, that's a waste. At least eat it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Do you drink coffee? I wish I could. I I can have like what I do before shows. 
-hmm. if I can't get a hold of like matcha tea or like green tea is I'll have like a shot of coffee, like just normal black coffee, like not espresso, just normal black coffee. Cause, uh, it puts me in the hospital. If I drink like a, if I drink one full cup of coffee, I had to go to the hospital because my heart rate is like in like the fifties, like normally fifties and sixties. And so when I drink coffee, like I go up and I'm amazing. Like the world is great dandelions and rainbows. And then when I have the caffeine crash, my heart rate is like super low and like blood pressure is super low. So sadly I I can't do coffee, but like in small amounts. Matcha for some reason, tea doesn't do the same thing to me. So I, I'm, Oh, have you had boba? Have you ever had boba? Yeah. Oh yeah. My family loves boba. God, boba is so good. That if whenever we're on tour, I'm always in search of like the best boba shops, (laughs) like the best. So that's, that's my other source of caffeine is boba. You can buy boba on Amazon and make your own if you want to. Yeah, it's not. I did that. I bought. Actually, we're close to Jungle Gym, so. I oh bought, yeah, great Jungle Gym. Yes, they had like a bag of boba that was like, I don't like from my like fingertips to my elbow. It was huge, just enormous, like tapioca pearls, and uh, I made it, and it just it didn't taste the same. <laughs> so you're you're West Side Middletown, like Hamilton, East to Hamilton, North. Yes. Okay. Well, no wonder. Yeah, so it's still like a little bit mall. of a drive, but yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, again, explains why you never went to the Milltown Mall. That's on the east side. Oh, it's on east. Yeah. See, I haven't explored that much that side that much. Yeah. So, I, I yeah, just, we're. I, you probably shouldn't go. <laughs> we're close to like, like the downtown Middletown, like downtown yeah. Middletown, like we're, yeah, we're yeah. close to that. So like the candy shop and like the like the little like yeah, it's it's cute. <laughs> I like that side of Middletown. Good old Middle Tucky. And yes. by Hamilton. Yes. Some someday I might like I, I have this dream. So I, I have a lot of ideas, especially like when on the road and I like fill my voice memos with ideas. But anyway, I wrote out a whole business plan because someday I'm gonna open a boba shop that's also a music venue and it's gonna be called Rock and Balls. Nice. And it's gonna be rock and roll themed, and there's gonna but there's gonna be like it's boba gonna bar. be a boba bar basically it's gonna be 21 and up probably like after like 6 p.m because some of the um well the slogan is uh like i think it's like come in let's see our, our balls rock or something like that it's gonna be you know a lot of innuendo but like that's like you know rock and roll you know like it's, <laughs> it's gonna be funny so uh yeah but i someday i'm gonna open it so i might open it in middletown to maybe like get more people to come but i don't know if they, uh, maybe people in middletown may not appreciate it you so need, I have you to... need like a, a hipper audience i think almost because of the yeah. boba aspect so you might yeah. head more a little farther south maybe to the fairfield yep. and those you know those exactly those more refined parts of Northern yes like westchester although but westchester, yeah, westchester. more family oriented and this boba shop is definitely not that after 6 p.m so because like this we're gonna get some like rock and roll shows there and like just big artists and i'm so excited it's it's cool this is probably like 20 years down the line but i'm excited <laughs> now <laughs> Well, you got well, me you interested know. in boba, so I'm about to try it. <laughs> you have to try it. Order the best. Like, if you don't want, like, a lot of people get like the really sweet kind. I like, I get matcha, no sugar, like zero percent sweet, almond milk, and double mm-hmm. of the normal boba. Oh my gosh! I walk into my normal boba shop that's in Westchester, and they're like, "All right, we got it made for you already." Like, <laughs> <laughs> they know what I order, but it's so good. Yes. I'm with you on that for sure. Mm-hmm. I like the idea too, the name, the slogan. I think that's going to work. Yes. I, yeah. I've got a whole business plan. We got ideas. We're going to have like boba flights, you know, like alcoholic, non-alcoholic as well. 
There's going to be all kinds of stuff. Merch for sale. You can make cult drinks for that, and you can call them yes. Boba Fits. Boba f- Oh, I love... Do you mind if I use that? No, I, oh, I can credit this. you. That's amazing. Yeah, because no, yeah, I was going to do protein good. boba, and that's... Oh, See? my gosh. It's coming together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Brian and I are full of ideas. You can, you can I take love whatever it. you want from us. <laughs> well, I expect y'all to come visit the Boba Shop music venue sometime. Absolutely. <laughs> I graduated from Springboro High School, even though I didn't grow up there. I, oh, cool. That's very close to that area. I, yes. You know, all I think I've passed there. that. So, yeah, yeah. I think I know yeah, where it is. Yeah, it's just like one exit north of where you are. Yes. Then, yes, I've passed it. <laughs> no longer there. My my parents got older and moved to Florida like everybody else does, like stereotypically. Uh, yes. So, you know. It's anyway. warmer down there, you know, tropical. It is a lot warmer <laughs> down there. It gets a little yes. cold in the wintertime. No, not Fargo cold, but definitely Yeah. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> ice cream what's your favorite flavor of ice cream okay avocado ice cream dark chocolate avocado ice cream i don't i try to stay away from dairy um because it breaks me out you know it's like Teenager. lark and poe they stay away from dairy too that's what we just Do they? Found out. yeah I, you know i've noticed a lot of artists like have like really strange taste or like you know have lots of dietary restrictions <laughs> But uh, I've learned that from reading, like, you know, writers for like avocado green dark chocolate. Is that like yes. a Jenny's flavor or something else? Where do you get no, that? No, um, it's, it's, it's from this brand. Someday I will have an endorsement from this brand. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's this brand called Kato. And they have, uh, they have hmm. a bunch of flavors. But my favorite is the dark chocolate avocado. It's all, it's all made from avocado. But the dark chocolate flavor. Sounds good. It's an, you have to get it. Like, it's Where do uh, the you get it? I mean, that's not at UDF. It's like no. is that Jungle Gems or Jungle else? Gems. Yep, okay. Jungle Gems is where I get it from. Sometimes, uh, like the health food stores will have it, but okay. I mean, I just get it from Jungle Gems. It's, whew, yeah, it's killer. It's smacking. All right, I'm gonna look for it, and we we're big <laughs> avocado likers in the family, so that's yes. right up our alley. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. What is a piece of gear that you want that you don't have? The quad cortex. Sorry, that was like so fast. <laughs> There's a, for flying, uh, like I love my amp, love my bad cat, but there are some, some days where I don't want to lug around an entire tube amp. You know, I do weightlifting so I can do that, but the quad, have you heard of the quad cortex before? No, oh. t- tell us okay. about that. Let me enlighten you. Okay. So about it. in the studio, <laughs> it's this brand, it's this brand called Neural and um tim henson actually has worked with them a bunch of big artists have worked with neural and they released these amps called archetypes and basically it's like the amp simulators that are like you can pull up in your daw or pull up which is on your computer but i've i've tried some amp sims before i'm like eh, these are ridiculous like ridiculous you know i i uh sleeve all the guitars on sleeve i use amp sims on from neural you know everything i do recording wise like you know when people ask me to do guitar solos for their songs i use neural so they i was like like they i was like well i was i wish they had something i could take on the road with me because i love these amps so much they have a pedal now kind of like the kemper mm-hmm. or like the um the helix uh multi-effects pedal and two grand i'm looking at it right now yeah they're they're yeah it's it, they're not like yeah they're not like super expensive they're not like cheap but like the great thing is like you can capture your amp so if i want to bring my bad cat on the road but not bring my bad cat on the road and carry it i can capture my amp and the captures have really good reviews you know some some other multi-effects pedals have like the capture capabilities but like these are, you know, my, my, my dad's friend, the, uh, the, the music attorney, the entertainment attorney has one of these cause he did their like stuff. And so 
I went and tried it out and like the captures of his amps were crazy. You know, like I had a, um, I had a Helix or a, Fire, a Firehawk. I had a Firehawk. So it's like a step down mm-hmm. from a Helix. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't like it. I like, you know, one wrong hit, uh, like one wrong button hit. And like, I'm on like the heaviest, dirtiest metal setting somehow. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I like things that are simple because I have enough to worry about on the road. So, you know, if I can keep it simple, then great. And like, the quad cortex isn't simple per se but like it's really user friendly like after watching like my friend go through all the things I'm like wow like i feel like i know it already so yeah that's uh of another rant about piece of gear but that's a piece of you gear play that, that direct uh, though so you plug into that does it go like direct line or yep, is it you, you actually oh okay you, you you could go through like uh like an frfr i think or is that what yeah. they're called yeah you could go yeah but like typically most people i know just go straight to the straight to the PA system nice. from from That's that cool. so and it sounds good I've I've heard it played through PAs so it's uh it's pretty cool and there's you know looper if there's the the great thing about it is like you buy it and um like you don't have to buy updates you know like because the updates just come in for free and you just you know software update and then boom like you don't have to buy anything else so yeah i think i, I mean, probably price, they should at least give the updates yeah i know i know and like but it's like it's like smaller than the keyboard yeah, like it's, it's uh, like, like a, almost like a pe- like a multi-effects pedal yep, almost exactly so i can take put my guitar in its case put my <laughs> amp or like you know the multi-effects pedal in the guitar case and boom i'm ready to go like that's uh for fly dates at least if they can't get a bad cat out there you know or if, if i'm going to europe too like this has you know the capability to be on europe power so yeah it uh could be good <laughs> get that thing ready for that european tour that's coming that's gonna yes be. indeed <laughs> all right here's the leilani kilgore question okay <laughs> when, when making a bowl of cereal do you put mm-hmm. the cereal cereal in the bowl first or the milk and then the cereal Typically, I eat cereal without milk. So, cereal first. <laughs> there you go. Not a psychopath, Brian. Not a psychopath. <laughs> what's what's the, which way is which way is the psychopath way? If you put milk the first. milk in and then the cereal, you're oh, mil- a psychopath. Yeah, that's kind of weird because, like, yeah, how do you measure? Like how much you don't because yeah. you're an insane serial killer. Get it? Yeah, I but don't. I get it. <laughs> That's funny. I like that question. <laughs> All right, and this is part B. This again okay. it's from from Leilani. When putting on your shoes, do you put your socks and shoes on one foot first, or socks on both feet then shoes on both feet? Depends on the day. I think some. I do both. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. What, what would what would change the reason you would go one way or another? I guess the amount of sleep I got. Oh. <laughs> I don't really know. My brain functions in different ways, different days. So okay. right. no Maybe idea. when you're not feeling quite right, you do the one sock, one shoe, and then go with the other foot, one sock, one shoe. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe on the off days. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Things you're not feeling great. These are things I had never right. thought about. <laughs> well, and, and those last two questions were from Leilani. We asked if we could start using them because they were great. And I yeah, love that. We like them. I love it. When Very you, creative. When you talk tattoos with her, when you meet her, you can talk about those questions as well. Yes. I will bring up the cereal and the shoe question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Two last questions for you. A short okay. one and a longer one. Awesome. Um, give us a song or artist we'd be surprised to hear that you like. Or does it be surprised to hear that way? 
Let me think. Ooh, that's a hard one. Ooh, um, wait, Pat Metheny. Yeah, Pat I like. Metheny. Yeah, I like jazz too. You know, I'm I'm not a jazz player as much as I love to think I am at times, but I'm not. <laughs> but my, uh, I recently started taking guitar lessons again. Well. Not recent, like it was like a year ago, and then I had to stop because of tour. But I was taking guitar lessons from a, a jazz professor at CCM at the Cincinnati Conservatory of Music. Mm -hmm. He's awesome. He's a great person. Um, Brad's fantastic, but he's the one that turned me on to Pat Metheny. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is really cool. Like I, when I listen to jazz, I would normally put it on as like a background thing, or like if I like wanted to pick out maybe a couple fusion licks, I just put it on, and you know, I didn't care what was on, but. It kind of opened me up to a, a world where I was actually watching and like listening and just in awe at what was coming out of one person. That's a, well, I'm surprised to hear the jazz thing, Brian. Yeah. Cool. All right, last question. Tell us a story from the road or performance that funny, scary, interesting, just the first thing, if you had to tell somebody a story from your time on the road, what would it be? Um, I've got two because they're kind of short okay. though. Uh, All right, you the can, first you can do it. one, fine. when I was opening for Marcus King at the Kalamazoo State Theater, um, I was ripping a guitar solo and this is back when I used to wear uh, dresses and heels on stage. I don't do that shit anymore because <laughs> too much could go wrong, too much could go, come out. So There's a lot I of potential just, exposure risks. Exactly. And I got enough people saying that I don't wear enough clothes on stage even when I'm fully clothed in <laughs> pants and a shirt. So a dress and heels is just not a, you know anyway so but back when i was younger i was like oh yeah i'm gonna wear dress and heels because this is like formal and nice and whatever um so i was ripping a guitar solo and i picked my foot up and my heel got attached to the back of my dress and i went boom down onto the stage opening for marcus king and like the whole audience you just hear <gasps> <laughs> and like my band kept going because like we've been you know like they're trained you never like, stop you never stop, stop you know something screw up happens keep going exactly so I, I i fell on beat though that's the beautiful thing about it so i'm like all right well maybe they thought i maybe they thought that i meant to do it but you know the she's whole theatrical <laughs> yeah right like oh wow that's the that's a stage dive right you know did, did, did the marcus king anybody in that band say anything to you no, they, they, they didn't bring that up. So I don't know right. if they saw it. And if they saw it, I, I'm glad they didn't bring it up. But, classy. Uh, I mean, that's nothing but class. Yes. So I, I got back up and I, I kept playing. I said, I said, you get back up, right? And the whole audience was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was story number one. Uh, story number two, this one's super short. Um, funny road story. This is like actually on the road, like when we're like on in the van. Uh, we travel in a 15 passenger van. And I like kind of like a transit and I, I sit in the way back because I'm super loud. I am so loud. Like when I get Boba, I'm just the volume level exceeds all volume levels. And especially when I'm doing vocal warmups, like people don't like my band and my mom do not want me near them. So I'm like all the way in the back. And, um, Anyway, so I'm, I, I, sometimes I'm quiet though. Like, you know, like when I'm in my headphones focusing on like a video or like a documentary or something and I'm watching, I'll be quiet. So, um, 
usually it's like I get louder when I'm closer to the shows, like when we get close to like the actual venue. But anyway, so we went to Walmart uh, to pick up my photographer, videographer, Thomas. He's amazing. I love Thomas. He's great. He lives on Fruit Loops. And uh, so <laughs> go now, Thomas. would he put the cereal in the bowl first? No. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, no I, milk. I, you no milk, man. He eats Fruit him. Loops like okay, he eats try. Fruit Loops like candy. All yes. Right. So, uh, yeah, he's great. <laughs> And so anyway, we stopped at Walmart to pick him up. And so I went in to, uh, to grab some snacks. I got some snap peas because those things are, 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 are great. And so I got snap peas and, you know, everyone else was getting it. And apparently um, they took off without me. And I was still in Walmart looking for oh, my geez. snap peas. And no one said anything. No and your one, mom's like, driving the van. Yes, mom's driving the van because, you know, I sit way in the back, so they can't see me. Like, and if I'm like, you know, they probably assume, oh, she's got her headphones in. She's being quiet. Didn't take, you know, didn't count heads or anything. We ju They just started going. So, uh, you know, I, I get a call. Uh, or no, I, actually, what was it? No, that's apparently, so my, uh, my, I think it was my keyboard player at the time was like, is Aaron in the van? And like was looking around and it they were like maybe five or six minutes down the road. So it wasn't like, you know, an hour out, but they were down the road and, and they're like, no, she's not here. And my mom was like, shit, <laughs> oh <my laughs> I was God. still in Walmart, had no idea. So they came back, but uh, we've forgotten a few people at like gas stations too and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> almost, it's like that scene in Almost Famous, right? Where she runs out. What? I'm only the lead singer in the bus. Yeah, going right. Down the road and turn around the bathroom. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like that. I'm like, really well, happens. It really happens. Yes, and it it's does. It's your mother who forgot you. My mom. My mom <laughs> forgot. Exactly. Although to be fair, she's like in the driver's seat, and like I'm telling you, the seat I sit in is like it seems like a mile away from the driver's seat. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never let your mother live that down. Nope. No. Well, oh, there's one more story. This isn't a road story though. Um, she, uh, I hope I'm not like, I feel like I'm ranting, but, uh, Go she, on. she locked me in a chicken coop one time this by accident, by accident. It was, it was like in the middle of winter and I loved my chickens so much. So I would go in and like, you know, tuck them in. I talked to them. I'd sing them songs, you know, and she was getting them water and feeding and stuff. And so she didn't know I was in the coop doing that. So she locked the coop, shut them up for the night. And I like, I, it was already shut up, but she locked it. I didn't hear it. Cause I was, you know, singing and, you know, petting mm -hmm. my chickens and stuff. And she went up to the house. And so here I am in the chicken coop about 30 minutes later when I'm like ready to, you know, you know, actually say goodbye to the chickens and go to bed. I went to open the door and the door didn't open. I'm like, Oh no, I think I was like 14 or something. So I'm like, Oh crap. So, and I was like a string bean back then. I didn't lift weights and stuff. So luckily I was a string bean because I was able to get out of the nest box. Like I crawled out of the nest box and the nest box is like, it's not very big. It's like the size of my head. So I was like squeezing. I just like fell out of the nest box and, and like, yeah, it was, it, I was in there for a little bit though. And it was cold. So oh, I yeah. 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 So I, I didn't, I still haven't let mom like live that down. I'm like, you, you forgot me in the chicken coop. She's like, do you know how many years ago that was? <laughs> well, if she ever threatens to release those videos of you and your diapers with an acoustic guitar, you can, there we you go. can bring up all the mom. <laughs> you left me in Walmart and you locked me in a chicken coop. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, well, now that this will be public. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love how we, well, your around. friend and, and uh, your friend in Scotland and the Myanmar all know about it, but yeah. everybody, you know, 
<laughs> exactly. Everyone will know. You are now. a crazy chicken lady. That's true. I, yeah, I have I have it tattooed on my arm. I have a chicken dragon. It's uh, part chicken, part dragon on my arm. So I love chickens. <laughs> it's like um, Napoleon Dynamite is like a liger. You like liger? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Part lion, part tiger. Yep, exactly. Yep, man. I love it. I love fantasy and stuff too, but that's a, uh, yeah. <laughs> That'll be our next discussion when you're on. Yes. We get into some, sometimes we get off, off the beaten path, Brian, talk about geek stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. All right. Real quick, then I got yes. multiple choice for you now that you said that. Okay. Ready? Yes. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Easily. Marvel, I, um, Mar- oh, real quick. I have a Marvel Star Wars. Marvel DC? Oh, uh, Marvel. Marvel. Okay. All right. Yes. Now go ahead to your Star Wars. Okay. Lunchbox. Sorry. I have a Star Wars lunchbox guitar um, that hasn't been debuted yet, but uh, it will be out soon. So yes. Who, who made that, that one? Uh, the same guy that made my Spider-Man lunchbox guitar. So you can kind of, you know, the Marvel okay. and the Star Wars from that, but yeah, um, he's uh, up. It's New Jersey, I think. And it's called New Egypt Folk String Company. Yeah. Interesting. All right. They, Here's a hard one then. Star Wars or Marvel? Oh, they're so different. Yeah. Oh, that's so hard. Um, they're all on Disney too, you know. I know. They're all in one place. I think I'd, I think I'd say Marvel only because like it, it Marvel like showcases like a bunch of different things, you know, and like I feel like they have like a lot more female like strong main characters in Marvel too. Like you know, Star Wars does too, but like I think Marvel, there's just so many different More. kinds of you know i think they're people, putting so. out better original content although some of the star wars series on disney have been good but movie wise i think marvel yeah. at this point is putting putting out better totally. better stuff do you totally. have a favorite marvel character spider-man that yep i have All a right. life-size spider-man in my house and then the oh. spider-man lunchbox guitar yeah, i love him <laughs> so favorite spider-man actor tom holland i think yeah, yeah my I daughter mean, loves tom holland He's, he's got his, like, the charisma and, like, the energy is just, it's different. You know, like, I love, I love them all. I think they all are amazing. And well, the last that, Spider-Man but, movie had yeah. all three of them in it. Exactly. I'm like, this is amazing. I, I never, never would have thought that would happen. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Very cool. And, and that Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man too, lover. was good. Yes, yes. it was. I yes. think there's a sequel coming out at some point Ooh, really? for that. Yeah oh that's cool yeah i'm looking yeah. for it. i i was like oh an animated version i don't know about that like i like animated movies but like animated spider-man and it just whoa it, they handled it really well the whole the yes. whole family enjoyed that one all the ages of us oh yes 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 that's how you know you've done it as an animated movie is like from whatever age to whatever age like people love it yeah absolutely well, I could talk geek stuff all night. I can't, well, we're going <laughs> to stop because we got to save that for the next com- conversation. Sounds Aaron, good. Where do we go to find out more about you? Listen to your music, find tour dates, get merch, all the fun stuff. Yes. So uh, you can find my music on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, all of that good stuff under Aaron Coburn, E-R-I-N-C-O-B-U-R-N. And then as far as social media goes, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under Aaron Coburn Official. And AaronCoburn.com slot, right? Your yes, own. Aaron Coburn. Yes, AaronCoburn.com. Oh, and um, okay. on the website, you can find CDs too. So there's CDs and merch on there as well. And we know you're a TikTok expert that goes viral now. So that's <laughs> definitely one place the listeners should go check you out. <laughs> yes, that's very much appreciated. <laughs> Brian, over to you. 
Well, thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you, uh, Aaron Coburn, for being on the podcast. Uh, we have to have you back. You know, we we have we have guests that have become regulars, and that, this is a must. This has been an incredible conversation. We've learned about Boba T, uh, yeah. Lifetime Spider Man. Uh, talk to, more nerdy. How to get out of a locked chicken coop? Um, I'm sure we're going <laughs> to learn it. a lot more from you. So uh, thank you yes. so much for being. And another thing too is we've done like one guitarist special where we have like three or four different guitar players we'd love to do that and have you part of that we should have well a at some point. guitarist panel with jackson leilani and maybe That'd tina awesome. or tracy from jamie yeah. hooker yeah we could do that too yeah there was oh, yeah. a great female fronted blues band out in new york city called jane lee hooker you should check out jane lee hooker okay i will check that out jane lee hooker that's awesome Instead of john lee Brian, yeah. so can we do something special for this? Sure. Erin's uh, been sitting here with this beautiful guitar on her lap. Can she oh. play us out maybe with something, with some music? Sure. <laughs> Aaron, I don't know how it's gonna sound. That? Yeah, you I tell me play. how it sounds. Is that too loud or too yeah. quiet? Yeah, no, it's good. Okay, all right. Okay. Let me let me do a lead in. So thank you so much, Aaron Colburn, for being on. Uh, if you could do us uh, the honor and uh, our pleasure of playing us out, that would be great. Thank Absolutely. you for being on. And I want to thank you for having me. This has been my favorite podcast I've ever been on. Like, favorite. Woo! So, yes. thank you. You're so much She's fun to talk to. She's been on two, people. She's been on two. <laughs> We're favorite. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This one, uh, I'm going to play one that was off my third album. So, you let me know if the uh, vocals are too too loud or guitars too loud or anything like that. So. from under already falling in time stress and obligations when you come out from under it's time we keep in sleep blood sex is a sin out from under already falling in time stress and obligations when you come out from under it's time we give in sound all right sounds yeah. great heck yeah we've done listen to yourself pack your bags and move on no time to take back what we said so before you say it say it in your head speak blood and sex is a sin and i'm out from under already falling in time stress obligations will come out from it's time we give in. It's time I give in now. Thank you. Pull the points of unforgetful fails. Pull the trigger or let that shit sail. Aren't you tired of living in fear? So stop running from hell because it lives here. Speak blood and sex is a sin. I'm laughing when they're falling in. Time stress, obligations win. Come, laughing when it's time we give in. Speak 
blood and sex is a sin I'm out from under already falling in time stress obligations when come love from under it's time we give in where my band and I go like really crazy on like a big jam. <laughs> Colburn and uh, always remember Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.